welcome Jody to uh, to the show. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, sit and chat with me about music. And uh, I was actually kind of looking looking you up a little bit and realized that you're also. Talking. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but then I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all do it we all we all stalk you know we all stalk one another so that's exactly. fine <laughs> uh so i i noticed that you also did some acting i did just just right off the top uh what what made you decide to go from the acting to to uh being a musician yeah, good question. So actually, I started out in musical theater when I was really young, like a child, and I was singing. I was a soloist in my church, and so and music was always a part of my family. So um, singing actually came first. I've been doing that forever, and just kind of you know rose through the the age or eras where we you know discover music, then we start discovering um, how to write music, and then we start just networking with other people. Then we join a band. In my case. I actually um, formed two rock bands. Okay. Um, one was called Someone Somewhere and the other was called Essex, just my last name. So yeah, I've actually been doing music for a long time and singing since I was, you know, wee big. Um, and I think what happened is, you know, with my background in theater and that kind of thing, I just kind of segued into acting. And uh, I had an eight, my first agent when I was around 12 and started doing commercials. I had a stint on Candid Camera for a little bit, um, started doing, you know, other commercials for Apple and Sony and just some car brands and uh, different things like that and skincare products. Right. And then I just kind of started getting into short films. And um, yeah, you just eventually just kind of work your way through. And then I wanted to just kind of create more value for myself. So I started learning all the behind the scenes type things like producing, you know, I was a PA, then I started producing. And of course, I've always liked to, I've always been a fan of writing. I love to write, whether it's music, short stories, poetry, that kind of thing. So yeah, I've actually all, you know, I've done all of that. Music is just what I am most impassioned about. Right. And so, you know, that always rose to the forefront because that that's what I love the most. That's awesome. Uh, so you are I now I was I was trying I, without without asking you, I wanted to try and find out. Uh, I wasn't sure if you're from Chicago or if you're from uh, California. 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 Okay. I'm from okay. California, but I currently reside in Chicago, and I've oh, lived. Okay. All okay. Yeah, I've lived in the U.S. I've lived abroad. Um. So, but I'm a California girl at heart for sure. Right. And I still have, you know, certain inflections like, oh my gosh, and dude, and dude, California all the way. So yeah, <laughs> I am definitely a California girl. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so, uh. Me being in in Canada, uh, I've just started to kind of uh, slowly reach reach out to. Uh, I'm trying to get into like more, you know, more global. Sure. Uh, trying to, uh, and this is this is like a really good time to be doing it, uh, seeing as how everybody is kind of you know. You mean process during quarantine period we're all homebound anyway <laughs> exactly so stuck with headphones and, and microphones and, you know, exactly yeah. um 
so yeah, I'm I'm so I'm currently doing uh, music business management uh, in in Oshawa, Ontario, and I I'm just I really love interviewing uh, interviewing different artists, and uh, I'm I'm a I'm a heavy metal guy. Uh, I love my heavy metal, uh, but I also I try to get my get my ears into everything uh and i i gotta say i so i saw your your video fighter which is the reason why i ended up oh you did i was gonna ask you how you found it yeah how how did you cross it i i actually came across it on on youtube i i checked it out well i saw your i saw your promo on on uh uh instagram and i i thought okay i'm gonna go check it out and i checked it out and i'm like Man, I gotta I gotta reach out to her, and uh, and then I checked out your other ones, Symphony, mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, uh, thank you. Woo, coming from a heavy metal guy, that's a good compliment. I mean, yeah. It, it's well, that's the thing. I mean, you have like it, it kind of you you go from doing that, and then you go to Fighter, which is. Uh, it's got a heavier, uh, heavier tone to it. Uh, so Jody is actually uh, Christian rock. Uh, that's that's your yeah, your that's genre. Right. Yeah, Christian rock. Um, and I I love it. I I mean I've listened to I've I've listened to Skillet for a long long time. I've Another loved Skillet eight. for a long time. Uh, another one is Thousand Foot Crutch. Uh, right. Another great group. And you know, just listening, listening to me, like it was like an angel. Symphony, oh. just like listening to an yeah. angel, man. Like you just have, you have an amazing voice. Uh, it's it, it's just very, uh, ah, it's it's great. Thank you, I, Thank I you Andrew. It. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> Symphony is it's like the dark horse on the album. The album comes out June 26, but you know, clearly I'm a definitely a rock artist, but it's that one song, um, you know, and I think really that that kind of came from my background where I started in theater and I loved doing ballads. You know, I grew up in the whole big ballad era and um, symphony is that ballad that I wanted to do because I love singing ballads just as much as I love rocking out on stage, high energy. And you know, I was just talking uh, to my husband the other day about this is that nothing is better than a rock show. Like you can go, you know, you can go to any other kind of genre, but I'm telling you, and you know, there is nothing like the energy of a full-blown rock show. Like, I I am so inspired, you know, I'm, even when I'm rehearsing and I'm, you know, by myself in my studio and I'm just rocking out. I mean, literally, it would be so hilarious watching that because I just rock out and I run all over the room and it's crazy. So anyway, but Symphony, yeah, Symphony is that dark horse on the album and it's, um, it's a beautiful ballad with live strings. And I mean, the musicians are phenomenal that played on it. And right. um yeah, it's it's just kind of a respite, you know, because even if you like rock and you love headbanging, you love, you know, just jamming out and, yeah. and mosh pit and everything else, you we all love those moments of respite and reflection and, you know, right. time to just kind of recharge and think. And um, Symphony is that song. So uh, I, I notice a lot of a lot of the heavier stuff that I listen to now 
they kind of, uh, I've mentioned this before in my shows too, uh, they, they tend to throw in a ballad or two uh, because it, like you said, it, it, it kind of breaks it up, especially when you're, uh, when you're doing the live, the live show. Uh, it helps to kind of bring, bring the temperature down a bit. It does. And, you know, and and because I mean, it gets it gets hot, man. It gets real hot when they're you know it, it you're going hard and and you know yeah. you're you're moshing yeah. and everything, and then uh, but I, I rockers, rockers are sensitive too. <laughs> well, you know exactly. we we love love songs and ballads, so I mean some of the best ballads of all time are from rock bands. I mean, come right. on, we can you can name a ton of those. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's a nice it's a nice way to bring the temperature down. So exactly. Um, so with the quarantine, uh, because I mean, it's it's on everybody's every, it's it's on everybody's mind. Uh, mm. How how have you been dealing? You were saying uh, you have a husband. So <laughs> how have you and your husband been dealing with with the quarantine? and uh mentally and and just uh with with musically and stuff how how have you been kind of trying to uh yeah take, take no. the time <clears throat> yeah so we kind of have a head start and what i mean by that is um we're both by definition pretty introverted not that we don't like to network and have fun and go out and socialize and do that whole thing but we also really love doing things like sitting by the fire you know reading working out we're both super physically active and so honestly being homebound we're homebound on on a normal basis <laughs> so from that perspective you know not that much changed for us but it's a little bit different when you have the option to go somewhere and when you're literally you know you're on lockdown you know during the week sometimes I'm like hey you want to go see a movie or hey let's go for a drive or hey let's go to lunch let's go to dinner kind of thing so you know we we really take those liberties for granted and I think quarantine definitely reminded us of that but for the most part you know everything that we love to do we have made it possible to do it at home like we do have a home gym both of our offices are here okay. at our house um we are avid cyclist endurance athletes um I used okay. to do triathlon now I'm just a cyclist uh David my husband he loves he's an amazing cyclist total beast so you know there are a lot of things and of course during quarantine you know you just hop on your two-wheel machine and you go Right. So honestly, you know, it it really hasn't been that different from our normal patterns, our normal habits. Um, but again, it's you know, it's it, it's it's different. It's different between you know when it's mandated and versus your choice, a choice to go out and do that. But yeah. you know, part yeah, it, and it, we're both self-employed as well. So I mean, there are certain pressures there. But I mean, my heart goes out to all the small businesses. You know, and I know everyone's up in arms about that, but I mean, they have every, every right to be, that's really hard, you know, shutting down the small businesses and having to manage your employees and having to let them go, um, you know, filing for unemployment, that kind of thing. So it, this thing has been, it's been dreadful, really, really difficult from that, from that standpoint. So. Right. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a crazy, crazy, crazy time. 
and especially because music music industry was one of the uh, ones that were hit first. And totally. it was like, uh, you know, Coachella, Coachella got, got uh, uh, postponed and then and then it just it was it was just a big huge domino effect every you know every everyone was starting to you know the junos here in canada were were uh canceled uh and i think i i believe i can't remember where the grammys can't remember if the grammys were uh had happened or or not i can't remember now yeah they're in february february okay right yeah okay so Again, it, it's still like it, it's just everywhere, you know, all these uh, uh, all these different things were happening with with the music industry uh, and especially with the live live side of it. Uh, really? What are your thoughts on the live side and what's going to happen when you, it, it, I could see your face. You knew that question was coming. You knew it was coming. I know because it's on every musician's mind. Because, I mean, really, right. you know, I sat down with my marketing company and publicist and we were like, okay, do we keep, as of March, do we keep releasing your music? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? What are your feelings on that? And, you know, I just, I just, my gut was, you know, I'm going to go with it. This is this is where we are. This is our world. I put a lot of work into this. And as you know, you know, you record and then you finish the album. It gets mixed. It gets mastered. And that's a lengthy process. And then, you know, you start releasing singles. And I mean, it's a year after you've recorded the album that you start really marketing it. And um, yeah, of course I had, you know, concern. I mean, this is a crazy time to be releasing music in most people's minds, mm-hmm. let alone an album. But you know what? My my gut feeling was just, you know, I felt really good about it. And it's funny because when this started to really happen, like in middle of March, end of March, I was releasing Symphony. I was about to release Symphony. And to me, it's funny that you, you know, you said that, it's those things about the song. To me, I thought this is the perfect time to release Symphony because it's a it's an audio piece that's kind of a respite for people. And it's, you know, it's 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 serenity. It kind of screams serenity and it's very calming. And it has a really good message, you know, it's a beautiful message. So I thought, no way, no way. I'm totally going to just stick to my plan. And you know what? Whatever God's going to do with it, he's going to do with it. So I've continued to release. But back to your question, when it comes to touring, I'm like, oh, my album comes out in June. And, um, you know, typically I'd probably go out and start playing in the fall after promoting it for the summer. And, yeah, I am super bummed. If I can't get out there, because I had said in a previous um, podcast that, you know, you can only social media for so long and you're then your listeners and your fans, they want to see you play and <laughs> they want to make sure you're not like a studio project, too. And so and, you know, that's what it's about, connecting, playing live and, you know, and, and giving all those feels to your audience. And so I from right from this point, I am really I'm trying to be optimistic um, I have discovered I have listeners from all over the world. I would love to go to Brazil, you know, Southeast Asia to tour, to perform after a U.S. swing. But, yeah, I just don't, you know, none of us know what's going to happen. And it's, it, is, it is sad because, you know, the album will be out. And if there's a major delay in touring, 
you know, then it may never happen. It'll just be time to write album number two and then I'll have to tour, you know, album number one and two. But, you know, I'm going to stay optimistic and I'm going to hope that, you know, we can all get creative, think outside the box and figure out how to get our live performances, um, you know, get them out in front of people. Because, um, yeah, right. quarantine performances are hard. You know, it's hard setting that up and the audio and coordinating all of it. And I am definitely not good at that. So um, I'm going to be, you know, optimistic, say some prayers, keep the faith that for all musicians, um, it's their livelihood. So, you know, right. they need to get out and tour. And, uh, yeah, I hope that it happens for all of us. Um, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm very worried about about the live side uh especially uh from what i've been seeing uh different uh, different clips from like uh fyi music and stuff like that uh they're talking like it's it it's it's hit hard it's it's hit really hard and uh you know a lot of artists and a lot of bands they that's where a lot of their their income as an artist comes from and you know you've got uh you can still sell your merch but it's like uh when you go to a show there's nothing better than going to a show and buying buying the headliners uh t-shirt or or a hat or or whatever um so it's it's definitely gonna be be a huge impact uh i did see something about in arkansas there was going to be uh they were going to do a festival and it was like uh just you know six six people and then two rows empty and then six people and you know you're putting 50 people in something that's like uh you you, where you can fit you know anywhere from like you know ten thousand people Right. And like, just think of that and think of how that's going to impact the live industry. Uh, You know, and you guys, you guys also rely on those release, those release parties and stuff like that. You know, it's like, like you were saying, you want to promote your album, but how can you promote your album when, you know, when you've got so many, so it's, Yeah, it seems so anticlimactic. It's like I was going to do, and actually we're still in discussions because, you know, some places have opened up in in Nashville and Atlanta, and I recorded the album in Atlanta, so there is a radio station there that was interested in having us come and do a live set on the day of the release uh, of the album. But, you know, we're kind of back and forth in discussions trying to see, you know, trying to confirm that if, if in fact, that's something that's going to happen. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's the traditional, the whole, uh, yeah, record release. You have a party, you have a performance, you know, and now with social media, you can stream all of that. But, yeah, it's it's different. And, and you are right. You know, back to touring, that's, you know, with the different, the streaming platforms are no more CD sales, very few CD sales. Um, it's touring is definitely where every artist makes their living. It doesn't matter if you're a small indie artist, mid-level or, you know, a gigantic stadium arena rock star. I mean, it definitely is where artists are making their money now because of how technology has changed and, and, um, you know, people are just paying a fee or free for advertising for, you know, entities like Spotify and Pandora and that kind of thing. So, 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, Keith Urban recently, he had a great idea. I mean, he he played, I think he played kind of, I think he played on a flatbed of some sort at a drive-in theater. And I think he played to like 200 or 125 cars or something like that. And I'm like, look, people are just going to get creative. People are playing out of buses and just traveling around, you know, to the cities where people can kind of remain socially distant from one another. Um, playing on a flatbed. I mean, that's that's a great idea. That's a brilliant yeah. idea that he did. So, you know, I would totally be up for something like that. Um, it's even if we could still tour, that's still a in fun, innovative way to get out to your fans, you know? Right. So yeah, I thought that was a fun idea. I I do I I do see like you were saying the the creativity a lot more. Uh, the, this is it's kind of like I mean it's a bad thing that that, that this happened, but it's also a good thing because uh, artists and bands are trying to yeah. have to be more creative and be more you know even even venues are trying to, trying to be more creative and okay well what can we do to keep things going uh and you know it, it we we need to keep we need to keep the artists we need to keep the local local uh venues going and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh it, it's i've seen that like i've just been seeing them drop one by one by one and it's like you know uh it's 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 sad and unfortunate because you know uh this as much as people want to agree or don't want to agree this had to happen mm-hmm. this 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 had to happen uh because uh it, it like con- whatever conspiracy people believe in or whatever this this was this virus is is killing millions of people like it it's it's just taken the world by by storm italy uh in italy was one of the ones that, that have been impacted the most oh for sure um so it's it's just crazy it's crazy uh that like this the quarantine is the quarantine and the pandemic is literally one an hour show right there Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of things are, you know, people really, though, especially artists, they they're really making the best of it. I mean, I've seen some really inspiring performances, you know, ensembles, uh, duets, soloists. I mean, there have been some really inspiring things out there and people have gotten really creative. You know, they really care. They want to make sure that they're inspiring other people and they're being inspired themselves. I certainly have been inspired by every, you know, I mean, a father and daughter. I watched this father and daughter team up and they sang, you know, the prayer and and they did, you know, some Broadway tunes. I mean, they sound amazing. And it was just so, it was just really, you know, lighthearted and fun to watch and um, made me chuckle, made me laugh, it, you know, makes us all smile. Um, so, yeah, this is a horrible thing to be going through, you know, the country, our country and your country, and you know, just the world as a whole. Mm-hmm. But there are some really good things I feel that have come out of it. Come you know, from yeah. yeah, and if 100%. anything, it's really did something to the way that we think, the way that we perceive. Maybe it's done something to, you know, kind of reset our goals, our mindset about things. So, you know, the I, I still, you know, I look for the good that's that's coming out of it. And there, there has right. been a lot of it. We, we've got to stay positive. That's the best, yeah. uh, the oh, best for sure. thing that we can do. Yeah. Um, so 
you were mentioning that your album drops June 26th, right. uh, which can't wait, can't wait to check it all out. Uh, so when you, when you first released, uh, uh, fighter and symphony, which are there, they will be on the upcoming album. Yeah. Yeah. My first release was the end of January. It was irreverent. Which it's also the title track to the album, and you know I I love that song. I love performing that song. Um, It was just a good song to kick off the singles. And uh, the second one was Stand Up. That was another rock tune with a cool music video. And then I did um, Symphony, and then kicked it back up a few notches with Fighter. Um, I have another single coming out next Friday, um, and it's also a rock tune with a really cool groove to it. And then the album comes out June 26th. So total of five singles, and those will all be on the album. Cool. Um, so when you when you started, like before uh, before the pandemic happened, did you did you have that already in plan like that was your plan that was your motion or did the did the <laughs> pandemic change change oh, the, no. your vision yeah all of this stuff you know if, if you if you're planning well and you have a good team i mean all of this right. stuff was being discussed august like july right. actually june july of last summer right. so it was in the works for a, originally a september release and then we had to change that because some things were just you know kind of getting tough to coordinate so then we decided let's wait until 2020 let's drop the first single after you know after the whole ruckus of the holidays in january and let's drop at the end of january um you know with the hopes that things have kind of quieted down um and they did we, you know we had a short little window there where things kind of quieted down and then the pandemic came and that's when we had that whole you know discussion about do we want to keep releasing music because you know overall spotify streams have been reported to be way down and um you know that's tougher for the larger established artists um but i have to tell you during this pandemic my music has continued to be listened to to be streamed um, maybe it's, you know, the trajectory of it was slowed just a little bit, but I mean, it's just been, it's been nonstop. I mean, I've been just as busy doing, you know, interviews, Q and A's, podcasts, writing things, social media, um, just Spotify song stories, things to curators. I mean, it's a full-time job. It's a big, it's a one big machine, you know, and everybody right. has their part, but the artist does a lot of it as well. And I like to be in the middle of what I'm doing. And I like to write all my own stuff. Um, I do have, you know, my marketing company, they do do social media posts like once a week, but really I'm still getting in there. I write all of it, most of it. And um, it's just, it's a lot of work, you know, and I'm working on a book and a devotional that's going to come out with the release of the album as well. Oh, wow. So it's just a lot. And I just, yeah, I've been just as busy. Just as busy. And, you know, the fans and listeners have been amazing. I That's have, awesome. Yeah, I've connected with some really, really great people. That's awesome. Uh, so what would be one of the biggest accomplishments that you've had so far uh, as a musician? One of my biggest accomplishments? You know, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you know, the completion of this album, because literally it was out of left field that I felt the prompting to do this album. Because before I did this album, I was still doing um, 
more of the acting film writing side of things. And I just, you know, got the prompting to get back into music. I literally had hung up my microphone and I was done with it and um, got the prompting to do this album, wrote it, bam, did it, recorded it. And um, yeah, it was just, um, I'm going to run with it. You know, I just, it's, it was a big accomplishment for me to get in and just kind of dust everything off again and, you know, get my craft going again. And, you know, I hadn't toured in a long time. And so my voice is required. It's required a lot of rehearsal just to get back into, you know, singing. It's a muscle. And you probably know as well. I mean, artists sound the best when they've been out on the road. You know, when you see like a guest performance or a live performance on a talk show or a podcast, they sound awesome because they've been on the road. And so they're just, you know, their their vocals are super agile. Constantly. Oh, yeah. And I, I want to get back to that, you know, so it's just rehearsing. And then, you know, I want to get on the road. I want to start touring. So, you know, I, I think doing this album has been a huge accomplishment because I never thought that I would be doing music again. I literally stopped. I had two secular, those two secular rock bands I was in. And, you know, after the second one, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I love music, but it was just it was, you know, it was a journey. And I kind of was done with that journey and that chapter. So reopening the journey and starting a new chapter for me, um, that's been a big accomplishment. And I'm doing it with, you know, a thousand percent of my effort, surrounding myself with some really good people, really good support, amazing response from the listeners. So I'm I couldn't ask for anything more. I had no expectations. And so far doing this um, has been a huge accomplishment for me that I'm very, very proud of. And I'm proud of all the people that have contributed to it and that are working on it with me. Wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, I've, I'm have i glad that you stuck with it because uh, I got to meet you and I got, to, I got to listen to your music and my wife loves your music. It's oh, fantastic. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing, amazing music. Uh, you, you definitely, you've, you've got, you've got it. You know what I mean? You, you really do. Uh, and you, you look like you love what you do. And, and I think that is, uh, one of the biggest keys when it comes to being, being an artist or being in a band, uh, just, just loving what you do. And, uh, so, so, Going, going to the, the, the part of you, uh, kind of being done with it, and then coming, and then coming back to it. Uh, where did that, where did that inspiration? Like, was there, was there uh, a, an artist or, or like a, an album that inspired you to do that, or was it like, just, you know, just you mentally were like, okay, I'm at, I'm in a right place now that I want to get back into it you know you said something it was that kind of that's interesting it's you know you you mentioned that it's great that I love what I'm doing and it's evident you know I think when I finally hung up my microphone I was no longer in love with it anymore I had you know come across like most people in the entertainment industry 
and you know, being in a band is difficult, so difficult. Um, and I think I had just, it had, that part of my life had just run its course. And so, you know, it was just time for me to, to move on and stay, remain in the entertainment industry, but just do something else. Um, and actually, you know, the prompting to do this album came a, like a decade ago, years ago. Oh, wow. Years ago, I felt prompted and led to do a faith-based album even when I was in my secular bands and, um, you know, I'm stubborn and I wanted to do my own thing. And, you know, I just, that I was leading myself, leading my own life. Um, and so, yeah, this, I was inspired to do this album a long time ago. I just, I just was not inspired to do it. And I just, you know, I had a, I had a plan for my life and clearly, you know, we laugh at that because no matter what we plan for ourselves, whatever is going to happen, whatever God has planned for our life is going to happen, you know? And, and so this was something I feel like he planned for my life that I just wasn't ready to do yet. And I really think I had to live some life before I recorded this album, because there's a lot of my life in this album, the good, the bad, the ugly, the uglier, the ugliest, and it's very honest and it's very raw in some parts. And I really think that, you know, though I was prompted to do it 10 years ago, it's better now because of the life that I've lived, you know, the hardships, um, relationships. I had cancer, um, just ups and downs. Being in the entertainment industry is enough to drive anybody crazy. And, um, you know, and then you've got family and friends and, you know, those relationships. So I have stories, like major stories to tell now. And I want people to also know that they're not alone. You know, that skeleton they have in their closet or that ugly thing that they did or some, you know, that ugly thing that happened to them. Or I want them to know that it has happened to us. It happens to me. It's happened to so many of us out there. We all have stories. We all have baggage. We all have a history. I know. I hope you're laughing because it's you have a, you have baggage. Mm. <laughs> Andrew, you have baggage. I, I like you said. Everybody, everybody has. Everybody. Some baggage. And the thing is, for me, this album is about. It's 100% about transparency. You know, it's it's. I want to be totally transparent. And if someone were to ask me, Hey, you know, what is what is the song about? And in my, in my devotional, I do write the song stories, what, how, you know, they inspired me, how I came to write them, that kind of thing. So that'll all be out there, but yeah, I want to be transparent so that people can, you know, they, they, I can empathize. They also can empathize and know that, man, yeah, everybody goes through this. She's been through this. And, you know, there no holds barred. I mean, I can talk about anything, you know. So it's it's a very transparent album as well because it was a very, you know, transparent time of my life. And um, the only way to, to get through to people and to help other people is to be transparent. I mean, you know, you can't – there's no sense in hiding things. There's no sense in candy coating it. And, and I'm not like that. I'm very direct as well. And, um, you know, I tend to tell people what I think. Sometimes I get creative with the way I tell people and sometimes it's just like, you know, it comes out. But I am that friend that if you come to me and you ask my opinion or you really want advice, gonna, I'm going to give you the advice. Yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, there's a rainbow and there's a unicorn and there's, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not that friend. I can empathize and cry, let you cry on my shoulder and I'll hug you for days. But I am that friend that will 
tell you the truth, tell you what I think, um, because I want the best for my family and friends and, and whoever I'm talking to, you know, and, and, and the only way to get to that is the real stuff, the real stuff. You know, the real tangible, the the real stuff that we have to dig into and, and um, get to the bottom of. Right. Um, you mentioned uh, back a little bit there. Uh, you mentioned that you you had cancer. I did. Uh, and you're in remit, in remission. Yep. I, no. Right. Yep. I had I was diagnosed with cancer just after my 25th birthday. And, um, you're considered in remission when you turn 30. And so back when I turned 30, I had been five years, obviously. And, um, yeah, it was a celebration. I definitely had a celebration and I've, yeah, been in remission ever since though. So I still do, um, contribute and volunteer for LLS cause I had lymphoma. So the leukemia lymphoma is, yeah. So they're a great, great organization. And, um, yeah, that was, you know, that was, that's something in someone's life that can either just tear you down going through that process or you get through it and you have a new lease on life, a new perspective on where you're going. And that's the direction I took. I mean, I went crazy after that. I wrote an album right after I went through treatment. I got my pilot's license. Wow. Um, I did all kinds of things just because I, I just, I, I just felt renewed, you know, I, yeah, I was kind of beat up and just but I felt renewed and I felt grateful and I feel like it taught me something as well. It, it, it kind of seemed like you're, you're like, it, it kind of made you realize that, you know, tomorrow could be your last day. So totally. Do, we're not, you know, we're not, get, we're not get promised tomorrow. Better. Right. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. We are not promised tomorrow. We're not promised tonight that we're going to make it through the night. I mean, and, you know, it is cliche to, you know, that, that to say that, um, you know, we, we don't, we don't necessarily know if we're going to have tomorrow and, you know, cherish every moment and it, life is too short, right? Life is too short. We toss that around all the time, but it is, you know, it really, really is. So you have to make the most and be intentional, intentional, be purposeful in, in everything that you do. So this, this is the well, opportunity to do that. Congratulations uh, that you. you've you've uh, you've beat cancer. Uh, I I actually have uh, my wife my wife's family. I think they've had uh, three or four different people in the, in her family that have actually we've lost we've lost two. And so I mean I worry about it for her every friggin' day. You have, uh, to, you have it, to worry about it. It's, it's yeah. alive. I mean, it's, yeah, it just, it just comes, it happens. And if it runs in her family, you know, it's, it's really, it's even that much more important that she gets into, you know, preventive care and does her checkups. And it's really, really important. I cannot yeah, emphasize it enough. It's really important. <laughs> well, she, she has been, and she's been, uh, she's been making sure, uh, thought, you know, uh, we, we were actually trying to have a kid and, and, you know, whatever, uh, they, he noticed something he wanted to get checked out. She's, she's been getting checked out so, and she's, Good. you know, she's, she's doing well. Um, so, uh, again, back to you, <laughs> uh, congratulations. Um, now I imagine that fighter, uh, 
now that I now that I know that uh, fighter obviously has something to do with with that whole uh, scenario that's happened in your life as well, or uh, is there more to it than than just that? No, fighter to me, you know, it it is definitely autobiographical. I mean, fighter is about that person that we all strive to be. You know, we we want to fight. We want to be strong. We want to be bold. We want to say what we want to say. We want to get our thoughts across to people. Um, and fighter is, you know, like irreverence. It's kind of the spirit in which we govern ourselves and the way that we want to be. And so, you know, fighter talks about, um, there's a lyric in there that talks about, I am strong because I've been weak. Right. So because of the things that we go through, because of the bad things that we experience or the tough challenges or the strife that we have to go through, if you get through it and getting through it and you get on the, get, get over to the other side, that makes you stronger. And you know that, you know, everybody knows that if you get through it, it does make you stronger. But I was weak. I was weak and getting through it is what builds that strength in us. It builds our confidence, our self-esteem. It builds, um, you know, just an endurance for life. And Fighter talks about that endurance required for life and that that faith in yourself. Um, you know, I just think there's so much out there in our pop culture today in our world that we look to, that people depend on to kind of define who they are, who they want to be. You know, they compare themselves. They can play the comparison game constantly, especially on social media. And, you know, we have to just get back to being rooted in ourselves, building value within ourselves so that, you know, it's a, it's a sure thing. The certainty in our worth and our value comes from nobody, but how we feel about ourselves. It's not based on someone's opinion of us. It's not based on, you know, living a life that other people think we should be living. And fighter is, it's definitely that anthem. It's just, you know, fight, stay in the game. <laughs> it's stay in the game. Awesome. Uh, so a couple of, couple of fun questions. Uh, and yeah. then uh, we'll, we'll kind of get back to a couple of more serious questions and then we'll kind of, Call it, call it a day. Uh, so call it a night where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it there? Hey, well, I'm only an hour. It's six forty-four p.m. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, what is one thing that people would not know about you uh, just by looking at you? And I love this question because I get crazy answers. What would people be surprised to know? That's so funny because I think I've rehearsed this question in my head before. And <laughs> I can't remember what the answer was. Um, they would, hmm, that's a good question. What would they be surprised to know? Um, when I say that I'm an introvert, I think people are definitely surprised when I when I tell them that. In fact, I know they are because, you know, I'll say, oh, by definition, I'm an introvert. And they'll go, nice try. No, how can you be in the entertainment industry? How can you perform? You know, and I, and I do, you know, have a gregarious personality and that kind of thing, but I would call myself an outgoing introvert because I can only do, you know, the people thing for so long. And then I just need a recharge. I need to go sit by the fire, have a glass of wine, read a book, go for a swim, go for a run. 
um, kind of thing. And, you know, performing, that's that's your work. So it's different. I can go and rock the stage for two hours straight. And that's that's energizing for me. But after the show, I'm going to do a couple of meet and greets. And then I'm literally going to be like, get me out of here. I need to go to bed. I need to go to bed. So, um, yeah, I think people would be surprised to know that I am, by definition, an introvert. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a ton of artists that are, <laughs> yeah. that, that, and, you know, like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is one uh, that I actually did a, I did a bit of a study on. Um, it, she, you know, it, it's, it's crazy because she's, you know, Man, she's got a lot of fans, and yeah, being, she 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 wears meat dresses. Exactly. I think of an introvert, <laughs> you know, being that creative, wearing a meat wearing, dress on stage. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly, right. uh, and you know, yeah, there's just so many. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh that's a good. Uh, it, it it's weird though. It it really is because you, I I just I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Because I'm 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 introverted. I I've I've really tried to push myself out of my my introverted life, but it it's it's just for an artist. It's so weird to see artists as as introverts. Well, I think the, you doing this podcast is a great thing for you then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, it kind of keeps me. You know, like I'm kind of with the fans but i'm not with not with fans you know what i mean like uh, i get to do my own thing uh and i just have i have different ways of of talking as well which is you know i've I've dealt with my whole life so uh but again uh it's you're probably one of one of my favorite uh that i've done and i i've I've done quite a few interviews and you're, you're up there right now. Uh, just, it's just your, your personality is very, uh, you're very open, you're very open and like, uh, you, you listen to me, which, which I appreciate because there's a lot of artists that, you know, they'll just kind of like, they don't really, you, you can see their body language. You can see the way they're, you know, and I, I appreciate that. So, because uh, it it can definitely, as an interviewer, <laughs> it can get it can get a bit uh, it can get a bit stressful because you're you you don't know. I again, you interviewed uh, uh, your the the producer of your of your uh, yeah, fighter video, Adam Wright, the music video director for fighter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I Which love doing it, this. I love doing this. It's so fun. Yeah. It, it is. It, it's yeah. fun. Like it's it's really nice to to meet different personalities, to meet different, uh, it, just meeting different people. Uh, so five words that uh, you you would use to describe yourself, not in a sentence. <laughs> just five words, huh? Just five descriptive words. Um, listener, (laughs) energetic, funny, empathetic, and bold. 
Awesome. Awesome. Those are some, those are some good answers. I like that. Thanks. Uh, so kind of back to a little bit of seriousness. Um, so when you, when you started as, as an artist, uh, what, what album, uh, influenced you to become an artist? Well, I'm going to have to go, I mean, way back to like childhood because my mom and dad had very different tastes in music, but probably like millions of people in the world, the first bit of music that I glommed onto was, um, was probably listening to the Beatles and it was the song Here Comes the Sun. That was my jam. I loved that song. It's a tie between that and Debbie Boone and the Boone sisters, they did a song called You Light Up My Life, which you're probably familiar with. And I used to, you know, sing either of those songs on our fireplace hearth, you know, grab a candlestick. It's my microphone. Uh, but yeah, those those were my jams back then. So I was definitely influenced as a as a little girl um, listening to You Light Up My Life and the Beatles. Awesome. Uh, Beatles, Beatles are... I, I, you, you can't, you can't beat the Beatles. The Beatles are like, uh, they're the, one of the biggest, one of the biggest music gods as, as much as Elvis and, and all those, all those guys, uh, and just the influence that they've had on any genre. Now, just music in general, uh, timeless, absolutely timeless. Oh, hundred percent. 100 yeah. uh, percent and can't take away from like uh like chuck berry uh all those all those classic sure. classic artists as well um so one more question and yeah. then we'll uh, we'll get out of here so uh your thoughts on mental health and uh and the music business and being that we're in uh, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. What what kind of thoughts and like advice can you can you give on on that? Because uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of a lot of stuff happening mentally with people in especially in a time like this where you can't go out, you can't go to a park. Uh, I know that was one of my releases. I'd go to the lake and sit by the lake and my wife and I would sit and chat and just, you know, have a coffee and listen to the, the waves and whatever. We can't even do that. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? And, and just, yeah, any advice that you can give? You know, I think it's, um, it's really important to remember that nothing is forever. You know, I think just just positive self-talk probably is the first step for people um, because we, you know, we, we start getting in our own our own minds and just negative thoughts and you start behaving according to those negative thoughts. And so one of the first things I would say, you know, to remind ourselves is that it's not forever. Yes, it's horrible. It's dreadful. It's wrecking lives. It's been with us now for you know a couple months, 
but it's going to end. It's not forever. And in the interim, I think the other thing that's important is to move around because we are kind of in a stagnant, this ugly stagnant pond right now. This, this, this is our stagnant earth. And, um, it's really important to continue to get light, get fresh air. And these are all basics, but really, Andrew, that's, that's all it takes. You know, start with some positive self-talk, get moving, get your lungs going, get your blood flowing, get out to see some sunshine, um, to just feel it on your face, you know, and if, if you can't, I mean, if you're in a neighborhood, I mean, you can still get out to walk. So, you know, that's definitely a, a, a must. You can walk anywhere, even if you have to walk back and forth 25 meters, 50 yeah. meters whatever it is. And so I think movement's really important because we're already feeling claustrophobic. We're feeling stagnated and movements, you know, outside especially is just going to help us feel like we're, we're still in a forward motion. Right. So positive self-talk, movement, and also I would still continue um, a good diet because you are and become what you eat. So I think it's important that, you know, we're still just giving our bodies what it, what our bodies need and hydrating, eating healthy, um, because that's going to affect how we feel. You know, I mean, there are all those diets out there and, and crazy things, but it's, you know, you need carbs. Carbs are not the enemy. You know, right. if anything, you want to cut back on sugars. But, but yeah, those are my top three things. They're so basic, but they're essential. Right. So it's positive self-talk get moving, even if it's a little walk and, and diet, you know, your body, you've got one, it's your machine. It's how you function. So, you know, treat it well. Right. Uh, it's definitely, definitely one of the ones that I've seen a lot of people kind of, uh, lack on myself included your, so your album comes out on all platforms. All platforms, June 26th. You can find it everywhere. Apple, Deezer, Pandora, um, Spotify, of course. It's everywhere, yeah. Awesome. Uh, and go check out uh, Fighter. Go yep. check out Symphony. Fantastic yep. tunes. Yep. is next week, so I want you to listen to that, too. I want your feedback <laughs> on that. That's out Friday, so I hope you like it. I hope you own your I way to it. I, I will I will definitely definitely check it out. Uh, you've you've made a fan out of us. Uh, we we love your stuff. Uh, I I do get a bit of a uh, I don't know maybe like a little bit of a, a uh, Alana Miles that that I think yeah, yeah I think yeah she sang um, Black Velvet. Didn't yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that I, was a great song. I I kind of got yeah. I kind of got that with Fighter. Uh, just a little more modern. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's you got you've got great music. You're very talented, definitely. So where can people find you on on Instagram and like yeah uh, any yeah. of those social yeah. platforms? Yeah, I'm um I'm on Instagram and it's just all my name. I don't I don't. It's just Jody Essex at Jody Essex on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Jody Essex Music. Um, my YouTube channel and I also have a website. If you just go to www.jodyessex.com, that's got all the goods too. I have a press page there with reviews and so if you want to read the reviews before you go <laughs> listen to the music, you can. So there's a couple out there for my singles, but I think generally the reviews really start to come out when the album's released. So, awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, again, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit and chat with you, Joey. Thank you. Likewise. Uh, 
really, really look forward to seeing uh, what comes of you with with your your new album. And I uh, can't wait to see what. Uh, hopefully, I can make it down to the states and see you perform, or maybe you yeah, can even come up Canada because I think <laughs> one of my songs, yeah, it's hit the radio charts in Canada. Um, I have to look back through the analytics, and I don't know if it's Fighter or Stand Up. Um, and I know Fighter is um, the chart breaker in the Netherlands, of all things, for oh, the month oh. of May. But I just got word that something is getting a lot of rotation in Canada right now. So that would be awesome to get up there to play. That would be awesome. Yeah, you have to you have to come up and maybe play uh, play at the Budweiser stage or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm sorry. What was your, what was your wife's name? Uh, Christine. Christine. Tell Christine... Yeah. Hello for me right. and um, that to keep doing those checkups. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening uh, to music as well. All right. Uh, thank you again. And uh, thanks, so Andrew. My pleasure.